How are you doing? We human beings are a social species. In all of our lifetimes, we have been interacting with one another. Then, since March, we have not been allowed to do so. And we don't know how long this will last. This has been a big adjustment to the way we used to live. These days, there are families with the children who visit the temple garden. They help pull weeds and meditate in the rock garden. I love watching them from far away. Sometimes little children approach me without being aware of social distancing. This is hard for me. When little children want to come close to talk and play, I have to step away from them. I feel bad for this unusual way of interacting. Some of us feel that social distancing is not so difficult, but most of us feel that it's getting harder as the stress and uneasiness of the pandemic piles up. It feels like we are all going a little stir crazy on one level or another. Today, I'm going to remind us to maintain equanimity during this pandemic through the practice of meditation and the cultivation of unwavering hope. Sotesan said, a person who has lost all hope is still alive, but his or her mind is dead. There is nothing that can be done for that person until his or her mind becomes alive again. Therefore, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas vow to arouse great hope in all sentient beings. Have you ever heard about James Stockdale? James Stockdale was a prisoner of war in Vietnam for eight years. He endured much torture, violence, and uncertainty. How did he survive such brutal years? He maintained unwavering hope. But his hope was not a false hope based on wishful thinking or unrealistic expectations. He maintained his hope by recognizing and accepting his day-to-day -day reality as a prisoner of war. Stockdale kept his hope alive by focusing on his immediate situation. To be eventually released from this prison camp, he realized, I need to stay well. In order to stay well, let me exercise and eat all the bread and food given to me. He lived one day at a time. 
Stockdale imprisoned with no idea if or when he would go home, did not attribute his survival to optimism. In an interview, he explained how optimists fared in the prison camp. Who didn't make it out? An interviewer asked. Oh, that's easy, he said, the optimist. The optimist? I don't understand. The optimist, oh, they were the ones who said, we are going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas would come, and Christmas would go. Then they'd say, we are going to be out by Easter. And Easter would come, and Easter would go. And then Thanksgiving, and then it would be Christmas again. And they died of despair and broken hearts. This is a very important lesson. Stockdale survived through his ability to maintain unwavering hope for the future without denying the immediate reality of his dire circumstances. This is known as a Stockdale paradox, and in this story serves as an example of how resilient our minds can be even when we find ourselves trapped. Dear friends, the first half of the year 2020 has passed. This has already been an unforgettable year of hardship. For the remaining half of the year, how can we maintain a balance of realism and optimism? Many of us thought this pandemic would last a couple of months at most. Now that it has not, it gets more difficult for us. Some temple friends have expressed what has been the hardest for them. This is what they say. There is no foreseeable end. It's one thing to live in isolation, quarantine, and social distance from one another for a known period of time. It's quite another when there is no end in sight. Quarantine fatigue. I miss being around people, the freedom to travel, and doing things together. Since it might be a couple of years before a vaccine is created and widely distributed, I will probably miss my grandchild's babyhood and will not experience my other grandchildren rushing into my arms for a long time. Not being able to meditate inside a Dharma hall because I could have COVID and not even know it. Difficulty living close to one person all the time. Uncertainty about how the world will handle the pandemic. Ongoing concerns for sick people and grieving for the dead. Various leaders giving conflicting advice about what to do and not to do. 
These are challenges we share and there are many more. The global pandemic can amplify psychological stress from social isolation, job loss, financial insecurity, and being disconnected from what we previously perceived as normal. It is estimated that since the pandemic began, one-third of the U.S. population has been affected with the mental health difficulties. Children worry about their parents and grandparents, and they miss playing with friends. Overall in the world, there has been a sharp rise in suicide attempts. In this reality, how do we cultivate equanimity? Stay in the present moment. Take heart day by day. Take good care of yourself and those around you. Wash your hands well. Wear a mask in public place. Maintain social distancing. And don't forget to smile. And if you can, pick a strawberry and eat it. Consider this story. There is a man chased by lions. He jumped off a cliff to escape. He grabbed hold of a branch growing from a side of a cliff. Suspended there in midair, he looked up, lions above. He looked down, lions below. He glanced to the right. Ah, a strawberry growing from the side of the cliff caught his eye. He reached out and picked. He ate the strawberry. Yummy. What is the message of this story? Never lose awareness of the beauty or gift right in front of you. Even in the most appalling situation. And Frank, writing in a diary while hiding from Nazis, said, Beauty remains even in misfortune. If you just look for it, you discover more and more happiness and regain your balance. In one Buddhism, meditation practices expressed as cultivating the spirit, Xin Su Yang. In our Dharma book, spirit is defined as the state in which the mind, being clear and round, calm and tranquil, is free from a tendency toward discrimination and free from a penchant toward attachment. 
from the state of mind that is clear, calm, and free from grasping. The power of equanimity grows. Meditation does not only refer to sitting on a mat or in a chair in a quiet, peaceful place. One can practice meditation anywhere, at home, in a traffic jam, in an airport, or in the midst of chaos. Whenever I hear a story about an earthquake and people trapped under debris, I'm amazed by the mind power of those who manage to survive in little air pockets. Somehow they maintain calm breathing, not hyperventilating, which would use up oxygen and make them even more anxious. I can imagine meditation practice is valuable in such dramatic situations. A temple practitioner shared his sense of assurance Reassurance, if he develops COVID pneumonia, he says he knows how to breathe calmly and slowly with no sense of panic. The very first line from the chapter on timeless meditation emphasizes that the ultimate purpose of meditation is gaining freedom of mind. It doesn't say gaining freedom of body. Regardless of our physical condition, if our mind is free, not bound to any mental worries or emotional ups and downs, what would it feel like? Whenever anyone is locked up in jail, what can they do? Some prisoners report surviving through meditation, trying to maintain calm and sound minds despite severe restriction. I question myself, could I use meditation if I were locked up? Could I consider a confined space as a small meditation hermitage while sheltering in place. The uncertainty from this extended pandemic is daunting. We are spending more time inside without much in-person interaction with others. But I try to think this way. We are not buried under debris, nor are most of us locked up behind bars. Since we have been locked down and quarantined, have you used meditation to calm your mind? Despite constraints, have you tried to treat this time as a retreat and your home as a meditation hermitage? Through meditation, we build mental and emotional stability. With a stable and sound spirits, some of you seem to be less emotionally impacted by the isolation than others. 
I notice some of you have been practicing consistently, are shining even more brightly during this time. Patty, who has diligently meditated for 20 years, embodies the power of equanimity and resilience. She says, not having financial worries, school reopening, or childcare problems, job loss, or illness to deal with, and being a natural introvert, I'm actually enjoying the tsunami of a personal and societal change. So many of these changes are positive. While I do miss some of my old familiar activities, this pandemic feels more like an opportunity to stop and assess my life and activities and to figure out in what direction I really want to take from here. If our life patterns have been directed toward external activity and stimulation, we may be experiencing depression, anxiety, and restlessness. If your life has been inwardly directed, you may be struggling less during this extended pandemic period. If you are open to recognizing grace, it is a bit easier to get through this time. Have you ever thought about what has changed for the better? Have any good things happened to you since the pandemic? Here are some examples from Temple Friends. I appreciate more space and quietness away from people. There is more time to catch up on things and focus on things that had been neglected or put off. Hiking more and spending more time in nature. Relief at having the world slow down. Less traffic on my road being able to explore new patterns of daily life and meditation practice. I am able to be more easily and freely attend online meetings of interest since no travel is involved and costs are reduced. I am always happy when I notice a strawberry. You want some bite? I appreciate those who are maintaining meditation practice at home. Meditation has been my lifeline for cultivating equanimity. It can be yours too. The mind of equanimity gives us a clear view of reality. Looking directly at reality, we hold a lamp of hope. And each of us can be a lamp of hope. So please take a good care of your mind and body so that your lamp light 
won't go out. With our sound minds and bodies, may our lamps of hope become an unwavering light toward this world. <laughs>